Round one. Fight. What's going on, BW Sports One World? It is your boy, The Lion, and we are here for another great interview on Combat Zone. Today, we have Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship's own Joe Elmore. What's going on, sir? Thank you for joining me. Good morning. Good morning, man. How are you doing? Oh, man, you got you to gotta love early morning interviews with great people like yourself, man. Again, thank you for taking the time out with me to get a, get a little interview in here. We're about a little over a week away from March 19th, Bare Knuckle Fighting Champion 616, going in main event against Leonard Garcia, man. So just kind of a background of you. Let everybody at the BW Sports One World know, you know, who you are, where you're coming from and, and kind of a little bit of your backstory on the career. Um, I'm Joe Hitman, 187 Elmore. Uh, I've been out of Atlanta, Georgia for about 12, 13 years now. Uh, I started out in uh, MMA. Uh, I got my first black belt when I was 14. I did gymnastics, karate, boxing when I was a kid. Uh, I got about 40 pro MMA fights, uh, 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 10 and 0 in Alabama, unsanctioned whenever it was still illegal back in the day. So, I'm just back doing the underground fighting like I used to, man. I used to do a lot of pit fights back in the day where they carry me because I've always been a little guy. Surprisingly, with knockout power in the beginning, people know who I am now. But so yeah, man. Now, now I'm at the BKFC, uh, uh, just trying to represent the sport in the best way I can, be a gentleman killer. And uh, yeah, now we're here, two fights in, fight of the year. Uh, both both my fights last year got nominated for Fight of the Year. One of them only went 52 seconds. I don't know how they got nominated, but I won Fight of the Year against Tom Schoff. Proved I could knock him out quick or stay in the whole time and be a battle tank. And now we're main event going up for a world title number one in the world. I love it. I love it. I like I like seeing two guys battling, especially for a title, man. And you know, congratulations on this uh, on this fight. Well, well, I don't believe this is going to be for a title. There's a possibility this one specifically uh, uh, okay. is, it could be could be put up for the uh, diamond belt, but that's still up to the Bare Knuckle Boxing Hall of Fame. But this definitely, okay, right. uh, I'm number one, and whoever wins this fight will be the man to fight for the title. There's a couple guys under this okay. depending on how that outcome comes, but we're the gatekeepers. So if he beats me, he fights for the title next. If I beat him. I fight for the title next, or I don't fight. So, yeah, that's that's where we're at now. Okay, I'm, so, I, so I it, it's do or die it. time. Yeah, it's do or die, man. I'm a, a, I put everything on the line. I've sacrificed time with my son, my family, my wife, and I'm giving everything I have love-wise to, to, to the fans, to the fight company. And, uh, 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 yeah, man, I'm, I'm going to make sure they give my family what we deserve. Good to hear. Good to hear. So, you know, like you said, you have a, a ton of MMA fights. Then you're 2-0 and now in Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. What was the – how was the, the transition from MMA to Bare Knuckle Boxing or Bare Knuckle Fighting? 
easy, man. I grew up watching Kimbo Slice and guys like that. Like I said, I was a pit fighter. It was underground whenever we was uh, younger. Even the gyms. What I mean by pit fighting, Tank Abbott. I fought a fight one night with Tank Abbott out in the middle of a field in Florida with a bunch of trucks around. They charged people to get in. It was a big keg. and People watched these fights in the middle of the night on some private landowners. Kind of like what Street Beef does. I'm part of the Street Beef family. They're underground, but they, they're more out in the open. They give people a chance to fight that couldn't fight. You know, it's still illegal in some states. I think bare knuckle is not illegal, but it's not legal to sanction it and have a, a professional fight, pay taxes on it. You know, in, in, in more states than marijuana is not legal, you know, like. Yep. So this is a uh, this is it's becoming mainstream super fast. People are seeing that it's safer. And, and uh, I'm just glad I could jump on board and, and be a part of that. Show them what fighters can be like. You know, you watch us in there for 45 seconds, but you don't see us donating and giving back and working with the homeless kids and and uh, bare knuckle fighters. Yeah, we're not we're not violent. I tell people violence is uh, violence is when it's not mutual. I could go to a nurse at the hospital and say, she stabbed me with a metal knife. No, she threw your blood to make sure you weren't sick. <laughs> me and this man are taking care of our families. We, we're, Me and Leonard don't have anything against each other. We actually have love for each other. I respect him. He's given me nothing but respect. Uh, even when I say I'm a legend killer, I just believe I'm going to murder that man in that fight in the sense of he's in the way of my title, but I have nothing against him. When it's over, I hope we go out and take pictures with his family and say hi. But uh, that thing will stop the violence when, it, when it's happening between us, that mutual violence. But that's entertainment, and that's for everybody else. I like – I actually like those that wording right there that you use. You know, violence has to be – violence is not mutual thing. But when you close the when you close the cage or when you step into that ring against your opponent, you know, balls to the wall, it's time to go, and you guys are in there to, you know, quote, unquote, kill each other. Two lions, and there's a zebra with a striped shirt on that stops us when it's time. But until the zebra steps in, we eat. We fight. That's our pride. That's our food. That's what we're fighting over. That that purse, that, that win, that number one spot, you know. And like the Highlander said, there can be only one, number one. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And you are fighting and <clears throat> positioning yourself for that number one contender. Uh, you know, I hope it actually does give the uh, – Bare Knuckle Hall of Fame diamond belt up for this fight because that would just just elaborate it just that much more. I mean, for the yeah, fans, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a beggar man, but the, you know, I know the rules of it are uh, if you deserve it, then they can put it up. Uh, the BKFC title and that title are, are separate. You know, that's that 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 means a lot to me. I've said on interviews before. I got friends that name their kids after Don Sullivan. You know, like a. Uh, People in my life that grew up fighting, and, and that, that's with the oldest uh, title in America. I want that title. But, of course, my company is BKFC. That what's making Bare Knuckle what it is is BKFC. I want both titles, but I want all the titles. I'm, I want to be a – my dream is – and my goal is to be a two-division champion, whether it's 55, 65, or 65, 75, and uh, just do great things, man. I want to go down just like Dan Henderson and Chuck Liddell and, and, and Randy Couture and, and, and Dan Gable and guys that made a – this horse grace to you guys that made their sports, their sports, you know, you know, Dan Gable was a wrestler, you know, he was a coach, you know what he did. One, one defeat, I think his whole entire career, guys like that, man. Uh, I want to, uh, I want to go down, man. We got, we have guys like that in the company, Chris Lytle. Oh man. He, he sent me a beautiful shout out yesterday, but God, he's, he got, uh, I think six, seven fights in the UFC maybe. And I think six of them fighting night, or maybe it was six with five fight of the nights. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my plan every every single fight, dude. Uh, uh, I fight for a fight bonus uh, because I've had fun fighting. I'm going to go out there and this is either going to be knocked out of the night or this is going to be fight of the year again. And, and uh, yeah, 
it just happens to be a main event. That's what 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 it's going to be March nineteenth. Well, you're definitely a very entertaining fighter in my eyes and a lot of other people's. I, I can assure you that. Uh, now, kind of going into this fight, you know, you've had tough opponents before. Now you're sitting coming up against Leonard Garcia, who are the world knows from, you know, the UFC in the mixed martial arts world. Uh, he has been, uh, you know, in bare knuckle now for a minute. But how do you train or does it? Does training camp change at all for obviously it does different opponents because, you you know, you're watching their their tapes and you're watching their fights and previous uh, fights and how they handle themselves. But when you're training against somebody like Leonard, what gives you that little extra umph and, and what do you do differently in training camp for somebody like this? Nothing. I trained uh, since the beginning of my career. This, everybody's asked that question. I've never answered it with this question, but since the beginning of my career, they said, what are you going to train differently? In the beginning, I was training for BJ Penn. My very first amateur fight, I trained like BJ Penn was coming out there, and my mom depended, her life depended on me. Now it's a different person. You know, I I, uh, I imagine I'm, I'm, uh, I imagine I'm the Khabib of, of Bare Knuckle, and, and, and no one is going to take my wife and my son's dreams from me. So when I fight and and I don't die, and I go down, and they say my skull's made of titanium. Well, it's because my heart puts a force field around my brain, so I can go out there and win. Because if if, uh, if I'm not the world champion, I don't get a Conor McGregor million dollar red panty night. I want to be a multi million dollar pay per view event eventually. You know, draw more people than Paige Van Sant and everybody that was on that Knucklemania card. Like I said, I want to be the the face of the company, and, and and to do that, I have to win. I have to win in style, and I can't be defeated by anybody. You know, and uh, yeah, I got my heart on the line for that. This is, I really, truly love love fighting. It's provided a life for me. I want to get back. You know, the greater I become, the more I can get back too. It's, it's the biggest blessing I have now is what I can provide for my friends and what I'm. You know, I'm not MC Hammer and being smart, but uh, yeah, man, I, I love being able to give back. Just some, sometimes I get opportunities that I I get because I'm me, and I get to share those with my coach and my friend and and do things and share, man. I'm not letting that stop. Not, not just for me, but for everybody. I love it. I love it. So let everybody know kind of what you, what you do on the back end <laughs> that people don't necessarily see or know about, you know, like giving back to different communities and giving back to certain people, you know, let everybody know what you're doing in the back scene that, like I said, not everybody realizes. Um, I mean, we do, we do bulletproof stuff. Uh, um, we have dog pound ambition. That's we have the black orchards. I'm actually going to go with them. I think the 27th of March down to Sammy Collinwoods and fight with them. But you know, some of those kids were homeless. I'll talk about all the time. So you'll be all look up black orchards or dog pound. There, there are other friends of mine that run those, but I work really closely with them because of my platform. I get uh, share my platform with them because those kids are great and they live by their heart. And, and Jesse, I can spark man. It's the I can everything movement. I can sparkman.com. He's a adaptive boxer in a wheelchair uh, through my through my GoFundMe, man. And, uh, BKFC donated, Street Beast donated. Uh, I got a lot of loving family. And uh, they got him a wheelchair. He, uh, Jesse, I can't spark, man. He's going to be at the bike sitting front row in his brand new wheelchair. We got a, uh, uh, we got that flying down so everybody can see what they did together. Just different things like that, man. And any any organization that, that I have extra time because I, I fight full time now, I try to make appearances. And just help with anything, like everybody should. Simple stuff, man. 
I agree wholeheartedly. If you have if you have enough uh, to help out, you should. Anybody. Time, time is the most valuable thing. You can't get it back once it's gone. So That's if you true. have it, don't waste it. Give it. You know what I mean? I love time it. Is as well. Yes, I love it, man. So you mentioned that you're fighting full time now. You know, no no other day job or anything like that. How does that set you uh, mentally, physically, emotionally for fights now that you are able to put that full time in? Well, you know, I, I was blessed for the last 12 years. I've, I've trained full time, but I worked. I got paid to be at X3 Sports. I, I was teaching kickboxing three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6.30 a.m. I taught fast track, which is speed, agility, footwork from uh, Tuesday, Thursday, 6.30 a.m. I taught the 11 o'clock and 12 o'clock either fast track or kickboxing class five days a week. I taught two classes every other Saturday uh, at 10, 9 and 10 every morning. I've been up, dude, I've been up since 5 a.m. I've had a couple cups of coffee. I've made, I've made my run in the morning. Sometimes I train at 6 a.m. So uh, I just, uh, yeah, man, I, I, I try to set myself apart and stay busy and stay training and stay working. Awesome. Now, kind of going back to the, the transition between MMA and bare knuckle. Obviously, MMA gloves aren't much different than bare knuckle because there's not a lot there. But you still have the padding. You still kind of have a little extra uh, blocking potential, I should say. What is the difference? And I have asked everybody this, and I like getting everybody else's perspective on this. What is the difference between an MMA fight? Now, obviously, take out the ground part of it. But as far as your hands are stand up and the kicking, you know, take kickboxing and the Muay Thai out of it. But as far as the 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 holding your hands, you know, you got that little extra padding. Bare knuckle, you're it's it's just this, and you have just a a little bit extra room to get those uh, punches through. So you know, tell us like the little bit of the difference in your perspective on that part. Man, you got to be careful because uh, in MMA. Uh, I'm, I'm, my, my skull is so thick. I used to, I, I have a technique where I headbutt the jab as it comes in mm -hmm. to make space to throw the overhand right. And I try, I'm trying to headbutt, break their hand with my skull as I throw through. Now, I tried to do that against Tom Show. People thought I was gloating, but I was aiming my forehead at, at it to turn it down. And that's the kind of, it did get my eye. I dropped him. But uh, with the up jab, it, it, it taught me a lesson, man. You've got to be a little more careful, even though that the head is a dangerous weapon, that the, the skin is thin on my face. i got so much scar tissue from years and years of fighting. I have to be careful with that. So so you just got to be careful, man. Even throwing my power punches with my overhand right, it's bone to bone so that you can feel it in your nerves when you get hit. When you get that MMA glove, they've got Vaseline on your face, and it kind of slides off. It stops your face from getting cut a little bit. And it helps your hand not get broke if you're off on the punch a little bit. Uh, but I do find that my hands are a lot harder. I'm able to wrap them with that wrap because it's not over my knuckles and load that hand up with some galls and make it real tight. It's a, it's a club knocker, man. And when I hit somebody in MMA, they've got that glove and that hand up. You can't sit here against the fence and do this and bare knuckles. I mean, you could just punch that damn arm. They, they can't throw their arm or they can't close their hand anymore because you punch those muscles. So the strategy changes. You know, you can't do that with uh, – think about a, a shin in MMA. When I leg kick you and you can't step to throw the jab, the same concept is that shin to the exterior perennial nerve that functions the leg. If I can hit these, these muscles and nerves in here, when you're blocking, I'm intentionally aiming. Now I'm not trying to hit here. You have to be careful. They come over the top, but I have different strategies and, and things that you normally wouldn't 
wouldn't do in MMA, you know. What and you're, and you're you're mentioning the you know the the putting your head down to hit have them hit your you know the top of your head because that is a hard piece of body and it does break hands just like elbows do. What is the the best defense in bare knuckle fighting? Man, aggression and power. I mean, honestly, dude, this is this this fight is not made to be defensive. It's two minute rounds. Oh. The best defense. Fucking iron jaw. Excuse my language. I'll try. Ah, you're good. You're good. But man, I'm telling you, bro. The the best defense is taking an ass whooping. I'm blessed. It, 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 uh, it, I've never really had no uh, no like super depression from getting hit, and, which I, I don't get hit with power shots. I get hit a lot, but I don't get hit with power shots. Just a bunch of cut stuff. But man, yeah, dude, I'm tough as shit, and that's the best defense because if you put a pressure on a guy and you get stuck in a pocket banging and you can't take that punch, you'll see there was a. I think it was the third time I dropped Tom Schof, maybe in the fourth round, we both threw an uppercut that locked each other's arm and missed, and we both came back and hit that double left hook. Wow, my cheeks swole up, and he dropped to the floor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so that's the best defense right there. Stick, move, or bang, bang, bang. I promise you, sir, on this show here at Combat Zone, you never have to apologize for getting fired up for a fight. I love it. It shows the enthusiasm. It shows that lion mentality in you, and I love it. I I cannot thank you enough for showing it. This last week, bro, my palms. Oh, God, I got to take three showers a day, bro. I start sweating. My, I turn to a. I tell people I'm, I'm shaking. People think I'm, I'm. I'm not even cold right now. My adrenaline glands are already. I was about overactive adrenaline gland. I don't talk about it. I have extreme ADHD, overactive adrenaline gland. So it's hard for me to slow down. Except for fighting. Fighting is my magic. When I'm out there fighting, it's the one time everybody's as fast as me. So for me, it's slow. Mm-hmm. The world is like a dance, and I can see everything slow down. So I, but, but, but before that, bro, I have to take my chi and cram that shit because it's making me leak everything out of my body ready for this fight. Mm-hmm. But I'm saving for the war. I've learned over a long period of time to harness this shit. Those nerves are a, a great thing. I think some people lose control of themselves. They can't they can't play that guitar like Lenny Kravitz or, or they can't play that guitar like Bob Marley. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Fighting is my guitar. I love it, man. I love it. Then you'll see me close my eyes. So I bit my tongue off. Part of my tongue off in that last fight against Tom So I bit down on my tongue so hard when he uppercutted me, my bottom teeth went through to my, my damn uh, my mouth guard in the second round. I was fighting with my tongue off. That's why when I went in that second round, I, right. I You see it. Yeah, you can see a little bit of a mark in there. Yep. <laughs> Gangling. That's the third time, you know, whatever, you know. Inhaled back scars and cuts are, are boo-boos. They're not injuries. There you go. And I, I like the I like the concept that you said, you know, it's kind of like a dance. You're in a slow dance when you get in there. That's a lot of people and, and with uh, certain issues like, you know, ADHD and stuff like that, when you find something – that allows your body to feel comfortable and to feel that sense uh exactly that groove you know i like it he's getting the morning groove here today guys you know once you step in that ring or cage or you know whatever you're in everything shuts off 
and you're, you're you got that tunnel vision. And I love when you said you close your eyes and you just see everything so smoothly. And that makes you a dangerous, dangerous man in that ring. And I cannot wait to see what you're going to bring Friday, March 19th. I'm uh, ready, man. Like I, I was going to say, I'm are you, training, you are training, ready. I'm training beyond beyond the energy, bro. I'm training and putting everything into it. I got my coach down here, Coach Crazy Chris. He's fucking nuts, and he talks like this. But, man, that man will throw me out of bed at 5 o'clock in the morning if he wants to. He'll just show up at my house. But I'm lucky, you know, he he, uh, he, he maybe went a little bit crazy from uh, all the years boxing and stuff, getting him in the head. But God, man, one thing he's never lost is his ability to make a world champion. You know, he's working with me and Brandon Maddox. Brandon Maddox is actually going to come down here. I think his, uh, what, what I don't think, I know for a fact, he just fought white chocolate and got a, a, a fight stolen from him. Split decision. I feel that Brandon Maddox won, but, you know, white chocolate's golden boy's golden boy. So, uh yeah, man, I got guys like that coming to help me with this camp. I got coaches that are living with me. They travel with me to do my promo in Miami. Uh, that way I didn't have to miss any training time camp pads on the beach. And so I'm, I'm, I have many blessings and, and things that are going to lead to this fight that's, uh, that I'm going to win. And I'm looking forward to uh, looking forward to getting that medal from Scott with that diamond on it. It's one step closer to the diamond belt. There you go. There you go. We're like I said, we're just over a week away. You can tell the excitement and the adrenaline in Joe Elmore as he's getting ready for that main event. All right. Before we leave, we got to do rapid knockout. I do this with every interview. Rapid knockout is five questions. Absolutely nothing to do with fighting. Are you ready? All right. First one. Favorite food. All of it. I'm a food junkie, man. That is my. I love. I love spice food. For every, every every. I love food that's different, man. I'm a foodie. So all right. So what would you go to if, like, if your wife said, you know, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? What was the first thing that would come to your mind? Oh man, dude, I, I don't know. It depends what night it is. I'm, I'm a crap, crap. My I, I eat shit. My wife don't eat, dude. I eat crab legs. My best friend's from Korea. I love street food. I love going to Korean restaurants and having bulgogi. I love grilling out for my friends, big, big bone-in ribeyes, wagyu steaks. I mean, it just depends. I, I I spend more of my money on my food, taking care of my belly, especially when I'm not in a fight camp because I got to eat like a damn rabbit while I'm in fight camp. <laughs> and then this right here, you know? So, yeah. And, and that's it. part of that adrenaline, too, that aggression, man. Fighters, uh, people don't understand yeah, when fighters are in the camp, they can't eat very much, you know, like they'd like to. And that just pisses you off even more. It's called the myriad. It's the man period. I'm so fucking Hey, that's why, I love it. that's why I got sponsored by Quit Bitching. I, I just, when, I look, when I feel like bitching, I look in the mirror and say, you can't represent what you do. So, uh, we, we, we quit bitching. We just, we just suck it up and fight. I love it. I love it. All right. Second question. Favorite sport outside of fighting, whether that be participating in or watching? Commentating fight. Commentating. <laughs> so you're setting Man, yourself up for after I your love, fight career. I love football. Go Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Ride or die. No matter what, Dak's coming back. Oh, hold uh, on. Here. Did you just say <laughs> Cowboys? Yeah, let's go, baby. Ride or die. I don't care how good Fly, it is. Eagles, fly. Uh -oh, uh, okay. <laughs> well, at least we have more championships. Hey, but you know, I supported that too, man. What they represented that year and what Wentz did, that was a, I, I was never an Eagles fan. And you got to go look on my, you'll appreciate this. I had a, uh, that year, I had a bet with one of my clients at the kickboxing gym, a girl. She's a teacher with my wife. 
Uh, she loved the Eagles, and I'd wear a little cowboy shirt under my facility shirt and show it to her. So she had this little Eagles tank top. And that first game they played, the Eagles versus the Cowboys that year, we made a bet. And I had to wear her uh, – I had to wear a small women's uh, I love the Eagles <laughs> tank top while I caught kickboxing, but I'm a man of my word. So I love yeah. it. I love it. I'm going to have to pull that picture. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, my, I'll tag you in it. It was great. Right yeah. on. My cousin, my brother, my sister-in-law, my son, my niece, all Cowboys fans. Yeah, right. go, go. I like your family a lot. You, on the other hand, you're all right. That's, That's all right. That's cool. all right. <laughs> we, 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 we know who's got better decision-making. Well, you know, not everybody can be as smart as me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite music, whether that be an artist a genre or a group? Who do you like? Who do you go to when you hit that playlist? Man, you know, these questions are hard to answer, but truthfully, I don't do labels, man. I'm not black. I'm not white. I'm not nothing. I love, I listen to Garth books. I've been to more Garth books concerts than anything, but I bump, I rap myself. I actually rap my own walkout song. It's called Welcome to the Joe Show. Every single time I've walked out, uh, uh, I'm actually making a rap video this week nice. and a mini doc. So like, uh, yeah, man, it just depends on my mood. I love, I love, I love rap, man. It gets me hyped up, especially it's one of my best fight musics to beat, the vibrations it creates. Uh, sometimes if I really like somebody too much, I'll listen to some death metal. I don't listen to hateful things too much, but if I need to just like really want to hurt somebody, but I can't. They're like, oh, they're a nice guy. I'll, I'll listen to something that makes me a bad person for a minute. Or, but yeah, man, country, country music, if I just want to chill, uh, uh, rap, if I want to uh, uh, if I want to get in like a, a little swag. Now, are we talking old school rap or this new? Yeah, stuff? lyrical. Not, I don't. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I like lyrical stuff. You know, uh, once upon a midnight jury, while I pondered, we can read over many quaint creeds, but I just forgotten lore poetry. Edgar Allan Poe is the reason I like to rap. It's uh, I used to write poetry when I was a kid, and rapping to me is just like fighting street street battle dances. I was a gymnast and, and did a little beat boy, just and and swag music, anything that makes uh, that that helps you express yourself. Uh, when you have too much energy, it's the best way to do that. Whether it's lyrically, physically, um, uh, yeah, just you, you you hold it in, it becomes negative. If you let it out, you might find a talent or at least a hobby to make you feel good. So, absolutely. Ne okay, that just falls perfectly into my next question. Favorite hobby other than the fighting or training fight? It's a. I know the climate's horrible for this, but I'm a hunter. But uh, 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 I love shooting guns, jumping out of airplanes, and racing really fast shit. Uh, nice. So, uh, yeah, I, I skydive. Uh, I've got a video jumping out of an airplane and, and telling people, hey, if you think you're going to beat me, jump out of a plane with no backpack on. And I jump out. And like, So I, I love uh, I don't love anything that has to do with adrenaline. That my Anything that my wife like uh, wants me to get life insurance for, I really like. <laughs> That's awesome right there. Maybe more than her. <laughs> You know, we actually like raised, uh, like, I don't know why I tell her I'm a pro fighter and she's out here like cutting her throat like a kindergarten teacher, nicest girl in the world. But when I fight, God, please. <laughs> See, we actually we actually race go-karts up here at the oldest uh, track in the United States, Whiteland Raceway Park. And and, you know, sitting an inch off the ground makes you feel a lot faster than about 60 well, miles we, an we hour. Got, hey, we shouldn't say we got some here go 60, 75 miles an hour. We've got the ones that are about 50, 60. Mm -hmm. And you can go out there and rent them at the Atlanta yep. Speedway uh, here in Atlanta. But then they got the ones that are like the Andy go-karts. Those things go 75, 90 miles an hour, man. And you can <sighs> go out there and tear that thing. You definitely feel like you're going fast. Oh, yeah. I ended up uh, backwards and then nailed the wall at about 50 miles an hour last year. Walk, got up. Everyone's like, you're all right? Yeah, I'm fine. 
This yeah. isn't. <laughs> yeah, that could be a T-shirt. Don't eat chili and red. <laughs> I like that. Uh, all right, last yeah. question in rapid knockout. Favorite role model growing up, whether that be on the personal side or in athletes? Uh, you know, what? honestly, what saved my life, I guess, my biggest influence is God because I, I don't, I don't push it on folks because I don't, I'm not a religious person. I was raised Southern Baptist. My mom was, my mom was a church of Christ. My, I mean, but God to me is love. And, and, and there's been a lot of times in my life where I've wanted to give up. And I feel like he gave me my life. He gave me my life. I died twice. I fell off a motorcycle at 120 miles an hour, had 65% road rash. I, I didn't have any shoes, no helmet. I've got pictures of it. You know, eventually I want to share more of my story. I don't always, I got so much, uh, I wanted to be a world champion first before I share some of the things to uplift others to never give up. But yeah, man, I, uh, God has got me through a lot and, uh, it's my biggest influence. I mean, I, I love Dan Gables. I went to his combat camp for wrestling. I love Hoist Gracie. He's the reason I do jujitsu. Bruce Lee and somewhat the karate kid, uh, the original one for the reason <laughs> I do karate. Daniel Riso, he's here in Atlanta, right by us. Uh, uh yeah, man, I have a lot of influences, but God put all them in my life, so that's where I'm at on that. Very true, very true. So are you a Cobra Kai fan? Are, are you- uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Cobra Kai fan uh, of, of the intent of the Cobra Kai, because I believe I feel like he's uh, trying to change, especially in the new series. But uh, no, nah, man, if I'm going to go anything, I'm going with the uh, with Daniel Russo. I've always been the anti-bully. I was four foot eleven, one hundred and three pounds, my freshman year in high school, and I was wrestled, by, uh, approached to wrestle because this kid said, "Hey, boy, how big are you?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, man!" My first senior fight, this dude was like the president of, of SPO. It was like a fraternity, or uh, in our school, in our high school, had a fraternity in the backwoods. Think about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so but I was like, well, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Dude, you look about a hundred pounds." I'm like, "Oh uh, yeah, like ninety eight. He's like, "You're gonna wrestle, one freak come today?" And I'm like, "Oh shit, okay." So uh, I went to wrestling because a guy asked me on, on football homecoming float if I was 100 pounds. And, uh, yeah, man, I got my ass kicked in my first six fights. I was 221 and 16, I think, my whole entire fight career, 16 or 18, including tournaments and state tournaments. And I lost my first six matches. They, but I, I got disqualified. I, didn't, I was a country wrestler, and me and my cousin used to wrestle. I went out there and put dude with full Nelson. And, and they basically spent the first two weeks of my wrestling career Showing me what not to do to people. <laughs> I got the qualify for slamming somebody, for, yep. for like trying to choke them out. <laughs> Dude, we were grappling in the backyard with me and my friends growing up, punching each other, trying to copycat UFC and pride and stuff like that. So when I went to the wrestling team, I'm like, this is how we wrestle. It was <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, bit different. Yeah, a little bit, a lot different. But yeah. <laughs> well, Joe. Thank you again for joining me. Why don't you, you – the floor is yours to shout out your, your sponsors, your followers, whoever you would like to. Oh, man, I'm going to keep it simple. i got a whole bunch of uh, sponsors, man, about 50, so I'm not going to – I just want to say thank you to everybody, um, um, uh, everybody that's been in my fight camp, uh, all the people, uh, uh, even the haters, man. A lot of people say this and don't mean it, but I really appreciate all the people that have sent negativity because it's reminded me that that that, that – you have to take the good and the bad. Uh, I've got more likes and, and more followers for genuine reasons because of those hateful people that, that made me go viral, you know. So I'm, I'm just grateful for everything good and bad that's been happening. Uh, I promise to be an awesome champion and represent all the sponsors and everybody that's had my back here lately. Uh, thanks to my wife and my, uh, my grandma, my, the ones that have really taught me to be loving. 
and uh, David Feldman, man, this platform's awesome, bro. We're gonna uh, we're gonna kill it, BKFC. Uh, uh, Leonard Garcia, man, thank you for uh, putting your uh, legacy on the line. There is no winner or loser in this, regardless, because we're both champions. Uh, we're both great at what we do, and we're both out there entertaining for love. But I'm coming to get you, and you're in my way of that title, and it's mine. It belongs to my family. It belongs to me, and it belongs to the wild. Just like this one. I retired. Nobody ever took this one from me, and that's my, uh, that was my pro MMA career. Uh, I won actually three titles, and uh, but this one's not going to be taken from me either. Uh, so thank you for all the support. Thank you for the platform. BW no Sports 1, baby. Hey, I appreciate it, sir. Guys, Joe Elmore. Hey. Hitman187. Y'all look me up on Instagram. By the way, Joe Hitman187. Don't forget to add me because I've been really like, I, I got documentaries. I got a lot of stuff up. I'm going to keep up with y'all. I answer all the questions. If you message me, I always talk. I never just let it go by. That's why we love you, Joe. Appreciate again you taking the time out to join us on Combat Zone. You will see him March 19th, main event against Leonard Garcia. Everybody out there, quit bitching and get to it. Joe, thank you again. We look Put forward to Yeah, we look forward to see that fight March 19th, just a week away. Thank you again. And we will see you guys back here, Combat Zone, every Friday night, 7:30 Eastern Standard Time. And we are out. Let's go.